Hello and welcome to the Eden Podcast. I'm your host Sam Ansel and this is the fifth episode of the Eden Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Um, I know it's been kind of a while since I've done one of these and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing them uh, bi-monthly instead of every week. And when I say bi-monthly, I mean like every two weeks. I at first thought bi-weekly, but that's that's wrong. That means twice a week. So bi-monthly. Um, the reason I'm going to be doing this is just to give you guys better content. You know, if I do it once a week, I feel like I'm just going to be pumping them out and kind of like forcing it a little bit. And, um, you know, I want to have good content for you all. I want to make this an enjoyable show to listen to. I don't want to just give you guys crap. So... Yeah, this is the start of bi-monthly. Look for it. I'm going to try to do them every Monday, but you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But so we're going to try to do every other Monday starting now. Before we get into our first topic, I just want to plug my Instagram real quick. You can find the Eden Podcast on Instagram at Eden underscore pod. That's E-D-N underscore P-O-D. Go, uh, go drop a thumbs up emoji on my most recent post and I'll make sure to follow you back and show you guys a little bit of love too. That's just a way for me to know like, hey, you guys actually listen to the podcast and that's why you're here. You're not just here so I can follow you and then you can unfollow me. Uh, we don't play that game in the Eden podcast. I'm not team follow unfollow, you know. I want I want followers but at, at a certain cost, you know. So uh, yeah, let's, let's dive right into our first topic. This is going to be kind of a sad topic, you guys. Porter Robinson's second Sky Festival. What a disappointment. Um, so, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know how excited I was about the second Sky Festival. We talked about the lineup, you know. I, I even said, if you miss this festival, you're fucking up. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I'm fucking up. Um, you know, it's not my fault, but I didn't get tickets to the festival. They uh, went. They went on sale at 10 a.m. on a Friday, I believe it was. I can't remember the exact date. It's kind of been a. It's been a couple weeks now, and so they went on sale at 10 a.m. I went on the website at 10:01. You know, maybe it was. It wasn't exactly 10 a.m., but it was maybe. It was less than two minutes afterwards. I go to the website. I go to buy my tickets. I get to a screen that says pre-sale. You are now in line for the Porter Robinson Second Sky presale. When it is your turn, you will have 10 minutes to enter the site, complete your purchase. If you do not enter the shopping cart within 10 minute period, you will lose your place in line. Um, okay, I that's weird. I've never had this sort of experience where I have to wait in like a quote unquote virtual line. I've always just bought a ticket or anything like that, but I guess this is something that happens. Um, I kind of wish there would have been a little more information like, hey, you're this place in line or this is, you know, just a little bit of more what's going on. Um, all they had was like a little guy at the bottom of the screen that um, wasn't very clear on like, should I, is this moving? Is this going back and forth? Should I, should I like refresh this? I'm not really sure what's going on here. So I waited for an hour and 45 minutes about i want to say it was about 15 minutes but before i finally got to like the end of the line you know the little guy at the bottom of the screen is kind of going forward and going forward 15 minutes before i got to the end they changed what it said on the screen to this you are now in line for the porter robinson second sky presale when it is your turn you have to enter the site you know 10 minutes yada yada they added hey 
So there's like five times as many people trying to buy tickets as we thought, currently trying to scramble to add another day to the festival with the same lineup, minus G. Jones, who has another show that day. We didn't have plans to add another day, but due to the fact that there's tons of people who weren't able to get tickets, we want to add one more day and go from there. Porter. So I saw that and I was like, okay, that's a little discouraging, but you know, I've waited this long. It's almost my turn in line. I'm not going to just exit out now. So it finally goes through. It's there's a screen that like lets me click on it. So I click on it. It puts me in another line, but that one went like instantly. So I don't know what what that was there. So that was kind of weird. I get to the website. It says the first tier of tickets are sold out. Second tier there, VIP are still there. I go to click on the second tier. Nope. Every time you say add to your cart, their little screen pops up that says this item is no longer available. I even went to the VIP tickets, which I wasn't planning on doing, but you know, whatever. I'll pay, I'll pay it if that's what it's going to take. Nope. Same thing. This item is no longer available. It sold the fuck out. Such a bummer. So me, not really thinking about it, I was like, okay, well, they said they're going to add a second day, but I figured they'd kind of do what they did with the first day, where say, okay, like in a week on Friday, tickets will go on sale, and then maybe I could have, I don't know how I could have been more proactive about it, but maybe I could have gotten in earlier, who knows. Nope. What happened was, instead of doing it a different day, you know, I exited out of the app and said, whatever, and closed the webpage. They, um, they put you back in line, and then... So if I would have just stayed in that pl- in my place in line, they added that second day. So sorry, that was probably kind of confusing. They just added the second day tickets onto the website. So you had to go be- if I would have stayed in line, I would have kept my place and then I probably could have bought second day tickets. But by the time I figured out that oh, second day tickets are on sale now, what is going on? I got back in line by the time they were sold out again. So this is ridiculous, you know, and this isn't Porter's fault, but this is just bad, bad management or whoever put this together didn't do a very good job. And, you know, there's a little slack because it is their first time doing this. And like I said, this isn't Porter's fault fault at all. You know, people just want to see him and it's, it's exciting for that. But it's just it's just a really it's such a bummer how they executed this. And I think it could have been held like handled a lot better. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe next year they'll have a bigger festival because, like you said, five times the amount of people want to see it. I was checking Twitter just to kind of find out some more information. Um, you know, some people got tickets. A lot of people were really bummed and kind of got screwed. I saw some people were even saying people were buying like five or six tickets and stuff like that. And, you know, whatever. I guess I get it if you're just buying all the tickets for your friends, whatever. But I know a lot of people are buying them and reselling them. Somebody even said that people were already reselling tickets for five, $600 when tickets were like $90 to start with. That is absolute bullshit, ladies and gentlemen. Why the fucking resellers, okay? That's not what this music is about, you know? You know, I wish it could be free, and I feel like everybody else wishes it could be free, but we also understand that, like, you know, it costs money to do these things. So we'll, I will gladly pay for, pay for tickets if that's going to make a better show, you know? But the resellers, come on, guys. That's just fucking bullshit, you know? That's just people who realize what an opportunity this is going to be and are just trying to make a little extra money, you know? That's, that's not cool, guys. Like, save some tickets for the real fans. Don't just buy as many as you can just so you can resell. Like, $500? Come on. My VIP Lost Lands ticket it costs less than $500. It's just, you know, just a bummer. But, you know, you can't win them all, so what are you going to do? You know, I'm, I'm upset, but I'm not mad at Porter. I'm happy for him that it sold out. So, 
you know, maybe next year. All right, guys and gals, guys and gals, uh, let's get into this second topic now. I'm kind of doing this episode just all off the dome a little bit. I haven't really written anything down, so if I'm kind of rambling or things don't really make total sense, I'm sorry for that. I'm trying, I'm trying my best to be articulate here. So this next topic, we're going to talk about Kazo's Doghouse Presents, Doghouse Takeover Presents, Unleashed. Um, as I'm sure many of you know, uh, Kazo is on his biggest and largest tour right now. Uh, the Unleashed tour, he's has like he had like a band with him, and you know, all right, we'll get into that a little bit. But I was lucky enough to score some tickets to this, and I also was lucky enough to get VIP meet and greet tickets, which I've only ever done once before. Um, it was just a few days after my birthday. My birthday is on the 21st, and he was in San Francisco at Bill Graham on the 23rd. So, you know, I thought, whatever, I'm going to treat myself. Um, I just saw that my, my tickets were $145, so, you know, it's not cheap, but whatever. Like I said, it's my birthday. I'm going to treat myself a little bit. Um, I had some friends that came with me, and they bought just regular tickets, and their tickets were like $65. So, you know, it was a little bit more, but... Once I tell you about it a little more, you're, it, it was definitely worth the money. So to kind of talk about my first VIP meet and greet experience, um, I don't know how much the tickets were because I had a, a friend bought them for me just kind of randomly. And I saw I did the VIP meet and greet for Marshmallow also at Bill Graham. That was about a year ago in January uh, 2018. So the whole thing with the Marshmallow the marshmallow VIP was so we got there early. Um, they gave us like this clear backpack that's honestly just a piece of shit. Um, a signed marshmallow poster, which was cool, and uh, like a wristband thing. And I think so. That was all the stuff they gave us. That was fun. We went in, we stood in line, and then marshmallow came out. And then you had like 30 seconds to a minute to go take a picture with him. And you know, of course, while you're taking a picture, you could like talk to him just a little bit, but. It was kind of rushed, you know, and it was like, we're going to take our, we have a professional photographer to take all the pictures, so don't take your phones out, and yada, yada, you'll get in trouble if you take your phones out, so it was like, whatever. Um, First of all, who knew if it was even the real marshmallow, you know, it's just a fucking helmet, so how do I not know, it was like, all right, dude, it's your turn to be marshmallow, go meet all my fans, but, you know, I like to think it wasn't, but... Whatever. So that was cool. And then after you took your picture, they kind of like put you in this VIP room that had like like a little photo booth thing. So you could take your own photos and then put it on your Instagram. Uh, there was like a little DJ controller you could play around with a little bit. And um, there might have been there was like a marshmallow cutout, I think. And then, you know, bar, the bar. But it's not like drinks were free. Um, so that was fine. And then after a little bit of that, after everybody finished their one on one pictures, marshmallow came in. And um, took, like, one group picture. But his, like, manager was like, all right, Marshmallow's going to come in now. This is your opportunity to do this. Don't rush him. Don't try to talk to him. Yada, yada. It was very, it was honestly pretty fucking weak. And then so after that, you got your first chance at the merch table, which is like, well, nothing, again, nothing's free or discounted. So, you know, that whole experience was fine. I'm glad I did it. I Thank you, Dave, who bought me the tickets. You know, I'm. I, it was a great time, but, like, I don't know. It made me a little hesitant to do it again. But when I saw that Kazo was going on tour, he said, I'm going to do meet and greets, but I'm going to do it differently. I, he said something along the lines of backstage meet and greet at sound check. So I was like, whatever. It's my birthday. Whatever. I, let's just let's just try it, you know. So I get there at 
I get there at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Jeez, I get there at 5 p.m. Um, I wait in line. I go and I get my. Um, they give you like a meet and greet VIP like press pass thing that you put over your. Uh, it's like a necklace, so that was kind of cool. Made you feel super official. So I get that from the. I get that from the um, the will call, and then so you, I stood in line for about half an hour. At 5:30, they started to let us in, and the first thing we did there was they let us go buy merch. So I bought a flag, a double-sided Unleashed slash Kazo flag, $35. I bought a long sleeve, $30, I believe, maybe $35. So I think I spent like $70. There was this like cool-looking jacket, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. It was $110, so I was like, nah, I don't think I'm going to do it. So we did them. We did the merch. And I was like, "All right, like that's kind of cool. That's kind of weird that they're making a, or that they're, we're doing the merch first, and then we're gonna go meet them. So whatever, it's just already different." And then we stood in line in a different place than we stood in line for Marshmallow. And so I was like, "Okay, like here it is. We're gonna he's gonna come out, and we're each gonna get like you know like maybe a minute with him to take pictures." Nope. They open the doors into like the general admission area, like the floor of Bill Graham. And there dude is, you know, there's Kezo just standing in the middle of the auditorium, just hanging out. He's like, what's up guys? So we like walk up to him and like, like kind of surround him. And I thought it was kind of funny. He was like backing up a little bit. Cause it's like, yeah, man, I, I wouldn't want to get surrounded by my fans either. You know, like we kind of formed a U around him. And so that was cool. He like shook a couple people's hands and I was like, at first I was a little worried. I was like, oh no, like I don't want to be aggressive and try to go talk to him. Like, I hope I get a chance to kind of talk to him a little more but I don't want to be the guy that's like pushing through people to try to meet him. You know, I don't know. I just didn't feel like a, that situation called for aggression. So that was cool. He gave us a little, um, he stood there and he gave us a little talk. He was kind of talking about like his musical roots and how he kind of grew up liking rock and roll and hard rock and stuff like that. And like, I mean, we all know he's got that like Papa road free mix. So kind of stuff along those lines. And then he talked about how when he was 15, he first discovered dance music and how like he didn't realize he had a love for this. And then so he was saying that his Unleashed tour, this is his way of putting both of those scenes together and doing something different. You know, he's he's like, I wanted to do this to show you guys that, you know, I know it's like I know it's hard to seem like you can be unique and go out there and like, you know, everybody's making music or everybody's doing whatever. It's hard to like get a foot in the door, but. I want to inspire you guys to do your own creative outlets and stuff like that. So that was really cool. And then he told us, so I'm going to take groups of 10 of you at a time up on stage with me. And, you know, you can request me to play a song and I'm going to kind of get to show you what it's like from my perspective. No fucking way. This was so cool, you guys. So um, they set us up on the rail and they put us into groups of 10. And I was in the second group or no, maybe the third. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, so we watched the like group go on stage and he would play like a little bit of his song and then um, play, uh, you know, kind of talk a little bit and whatnot. So it was really cool. We got to go in a group of 10. We walked on stage and which was really awesome because I've never been backstage at Bill Graham or whatever. Like I didn't really know what to expect. It's like literally just curtains. I don't know. It's like nothing that fancy, but it was pretty cool. So we walk back and we go on stage and there he is just hanging out at his controllers and he's like, what's up guys? And so we go up and like, oh, it was, it was just, it was awesome. You know, it was cool to see Bill Graham from that perspective. I've never seen it like that. I was lucky and I was kind of one of the first people up there. So I literally got to stand right next to him and he's like, oh, should I show you guys a little live mixing? And yeah, so he showed us a little live mixing. It was really cool. Then he kind of talked about like 
how he doesn't, you know, he played different stuff for different cities and I kind of got to ask him a question. And so I took a video of all this. And so I'll post, I'll put the, I'll play the audio from that when I'm done talking about this. And, you know, it's not the best audio, but you guys will get to get a little example of what it was like to talk to him. So it was just really cool. He was a super nice guy, you know, really like helpful or not helpful, but just really friendly and like willing to ask questions. You know, I was kind of hesitant because the marshmallow thing, it kind of felt like he had, you know, I was like, I have to be here to do this for my fans where Kezo seemed like genuinely excited. And he's like, I want to learn all of your guys' names. And it was, he was really happy that we were there and that we were so happy to meet him. It was, it was really cool. And so we did that after we all went on stage, we, um, we went to like where we took the picture with marshmallow or whatever. And he stood in line and then he came out again. He had a little table with some Sharpies on it and stuff. And so this was the opportunity where you got to go take pictures with him and kind of talk to him for a minute. What I thought was really cool is he was talking to everybody for like almost as long as they wanted, you know, like he was talking to some people for five minutes. He was talking to some people for a couple minutes. He signed whatever. He was super friendly, eager. It wasn't like, uh, no, I don't want to do that for you. He was like, yeah, sure, man, I'll sign your three flags, which this one guy got It was a little excessive. If you ask me, whatever. So it was cool when it was, um, they also gave us this free gift bag and in the gift bag, excuse me in the gift bag it had a t-shirt a free t-shirt a poster not signed but that's still cool um a pin you know like something you could put in your jacket or something like that and a drumstick a signed drumstick somebody in line told me that they were drumsticks he'd use it as show but if by looking at the drumstick you can tell it was a brand new one you know like drumsticks have chips and stuff taken out of them this wasn't this wasn't a show used drumstick, but still cool. I'm not complaining by any means. It's awesome. Now we have a Sullivan King guitar pick and a Kezo drumstick, man. I'd, now we just need that San Holo guitar. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, so that was really cool. When it was my turn to go talk to him, you know, I went by myself because I was, I was by myself, which was nice. Um, we used our own phones to take pictures with him. So um, I got a picture with him on my phone. And then I also had a disposable camera that I brought for the weekend. But I'll get into that a little bit more. So I took a picture with that. I'll get into that more later. Um, yeah, so it was cool. I like, I, you know, I kind of talked to him. I kind of like to be like, I told him like, oh, thank you for what you're doing to kind of like push the boundaries of like electric music. Like, and he was like very, he's like, oh man, I appreciate that. Of course. And like, it's like, I appreciate you. You know, I told him, I was like, it's like you, Son Holo and Getter are all just like really pushing the boundaries right now. And like, it's just, it's just really cool to see people doing stuff different. You know, um, you know, I told him like, oh, I'm a fan of Cray too. And it was, it was really cool. He signed up, he signed my flag for me and it was just, just a really cool guy. You know, he took a picture. It was just, it was cool. You know, he was, he was kind of short, like I expected, you know, you always, see these famous people and expect you like look up to them like literally when it's like no i'm six four i'm taller than like a lot of people marshmallow was kind of short too but yeah so after that it was you know show was great the only bummer about the meet and greets is you're there at 5 p.m and the show goes till midnight so i was there for six hours so that was kind of a bummer after um after I like put all my stuff in my backpack when I was done meeting him, I went back to the uh, merch table and ended up buying that $110 denim Kezo jacket because I saw a lot of his like everybody was working on his tour had ones, and I was like, wow, these are these are really cool. I got it's my birthday. I'm gonna treat myself a little bit and go spend more money than I should on some merch. But I'm you know I'm really glad I did. Now in hindsight, it was a good call. So yeah, the show was awesome. Um, the openers were wares. Uh, ben Nicky, Icy Stars, 1788L, and Our Last Night. 
So it was, you know, it was cool. It was uh, some DJs, some kind of hard style DJs, and then some like rock bands. So it was kind of really weird to go from like 1788L to Our Last Night to Kazo, you know, it was weird. Um, my buddy who was with me, Donnie, pointed out, he's like, so many people here are on acid and are just not enjoying this like metalcore rock band right now. And, you know, I wasn't on acid, but I kind of like, it was like, yeah, this is, you know, this isn't. You know, it's just not like a typical EDM show. So it, it wasn't bad, but I'm glad that our last night set was only 40 minutes. I was I was pretty ready for Kazo by the time he came on. Uh, his visuals were amazing, almost on par with Excisions. You know, he had really cool stuff. Uh, highlight of one of his visuals was like he kind of uh, turned into Venom. So that was pretty cool. Uh, there he had um he had the drummer from some 41 was touring with him so that was really freaking cool um he had three like steel drum drummers and then they were also they had like a grinder and they were grinding on the steel drums or something like that and it's just sparking flames up on stage so that was it was really cool uh he went so hard that one of his monitors like fell off the podium and then like eight guys rushed out and picked it up and <laughs> it was it was really cool it was a fun experience you know it was just it was just awesome. Kazo, thank you for thank you for that experience. You know, I will always remember that. So that was it was just it was great. Alright guys, so like I said, I took a video of him on stage and like I got to ask him a question and he answered it for me. So I'm gonna play the video into the microphone for you guys. So hopefully the sound quality is alright. And um yeah, if it, if his voice kind of changes, it's because he was talking into the microphone and not talking into the microphone. So that's why it might sound kind of like different in some areas. So uh, here we go. Here's Kazo talking a little bit about his tour and uh, DJing and me getting to ask him a question. Oh, that's so sick. But that's just one little thing. Let's see, we got to do more than that. You guys are going to be long enough. Let's see, let's see. But that's just like a little bit of like live mixing up, like fun stuff on the fly. And like, I like to have like four or five different songs I can do that with. So like each night is not the same thing. Oh yeah, I didn't mention every, I try to play like a different set every night on the tour. So it's not like a DJ, it's like when you go see DJs, I feel like you guys a lot of the times will go to a festival and you'll be like, oh, that's sick. And then I'm seeing them like a month and it's like the exact same set. And you guys are too smart for that, right? It's ignorant of us to think you guys would know that we're playing the same set. So like, I've just been completely, like when you play so many shows in a row, you're like, doing that, it's just not fun. It's yeah. like a robot. It's like it's not yeah. art. And so each time we play these sets, me and my band, we've 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 gone through like a million different possibilities and they have like binders and binders of all of these songs. What they did was I gave them all of my music and they they uh they transcribed it all to sheet music. So they know it's all like binders of different drum drum like all different types of drum patterns that are for all of the songs. So we can do like all these different things on the fly. And uh, so like tonight will be different than Chicago, which was different than Houston. So especially for people like, some people do come to multiple stops on the tour. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want them to, and they're all different cities. So they're, they're traveling far. I don't want them yeah. to be like, oh, I saw that last week. So that's, yeah. that's <laughs> So I try to, I try to like, do my best to switch it all up. Like I play so much of my own music that it's, it's inevitable that you're like, I feel like I've heard that because it's like that's you must my have song. a lot of edits. But yeah. I have like a ton of I, every day I'm downloading new music from my friends and yeah. making new music and so um, like I've got a new one I did. I guess you can play it. Uh, How much of it is like kind of off the dome or like you thought about it before? Like I said, like so like I can play with this excision song. I have one, two, three, four, four or five different options to mix there. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling okay. Some guys you just like like a real DJ would read the crowd like. 
I mean, some right. people would rather hear certain things. I'm not not to say I'm like, oh, they're not liking this. I'm not gonna play that style of music. Yeah, but it's yeah. Like, I like. It's fun to like be like. I don't want to fucking play that tonight. Yeah. I do it a lot. I do it a lot. Not just do the preset junkie shit, oh, you know? No, yeah. No, I like, I like to give myself a lot of options. That's What's rad. That? Yeah, so there you guys go. That's a little clip of uh, Keizo talking about his tour, talking about mixing, and me asking him a question. Uh, hopefully, you know, I know the sound's not too great, but I still think it was worth putting in this podcast. So, yeah, there you go. Um, I'm going to talk only, I'm only going to talk about a few more things before we get out of here today. Um, First thing is, I for this weekend, you know, we kind of made a trip out of it, went down to San Francisco. I had five people with me, including myself, and I bought a disposable camera to take, and I, over the weekend, I took some pictures. Uh, it was kind of fun. It was fun to, it's fun to have a physical picture in your hand, you know, when was the last time you did that? And it was fun to like, all right, crank it up, take the picture, all right, who knows, maybe this is a good picture, maybe this is not a good picture, so that was kind of cool, you know, I got a couple cool pictures of Keizo, one cool picture that would have been really cool, but it got kind of fucked up, but oh well, you know, you can't win them all, but yeah, so that was that was fun, it's a fun idea to do, I think I might do it again next time I go out of town, disposable cameras for, for physical pictures. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, and this is more of like a hint for maybe a future episode. Um, I saw that um, Virtual Riot was playing a show in Shanghai. And as you guys know, my sister is over there uh, studying abroad. And so I uh, sent, her, sent her the show information on Instagram. And I said, please, for my birthday, will you go to this for me? And she did. So I don't really, I haven't talked to her since she went. I am assuming she went with one or if not both of her friends over there. Not that she only has two friends, but whatever. One of her, I'm assuming she went with one or both of her main friends over there. And she sent me a few Snapchats and guys, it looked awesome. So hopefully I could get her and maybe her friends on there, get like a little Skype call and we could kind of interview and hear what it's like to go see a show like that over in Shanghai. What are the similarities? What are the differences? Um, I don't, I'm just super proud of her for going and doing that. And I hope she had a blast and I'm looking forward to hearing about it and telling you guys all about it. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Eden podcast. I'm your host, Sam Ansel, and thank you so much for joining me again. You know, I really appreciate any and all support. Um, if you guys want to leave any feedback, questions, comments, or concerns, you can find me on Instagram at Eden underscore podcast. That's spelled E-D-N underscore P-O-D. Um, yeah, let me know. Please give me any and all feedback. I appreciate all of it. Um, like I said, I'm going to be starting to do these bi-monthly just so I can give you guys a little better content. You know, I just quality, not quantity. So... Thanks for joining me again. Look out in the next couple of weeks and uh, yeah, have a great day.